0: One, if uh, you have your electronic Bible with you, that is awesome as well. Um, the uh, song we just sang in Christ Alone as the title of this message as we uh, come here today in our last full worship service on Summit Street. I want us to think about a couple of things uh, before uh, I read this scripture. This past week, spending time in our history, and, and as we get ready for our big move and transition, God has established this ministry here in Center Point for 180 years on Summit Street. 180 years. It started where Dan and Teresa Sheeler live now, and it's moved down to where we currently are. For 180 years, the Methodist Church has been right here on Summit Street, and for the first time in the history of this ministry, we are going to be leaving Summit Street and heading to Green Street. Praise God and everything that he is doing and holding together. And in the midst of that 180 years, uh, Marcia pointed out a really fun fact. There's been 106 pastors Uh, Some have said, wow, that's a pretty good retaining, and others said, whoa, we kind of cycled through pastors a little fast. Mm." So uh, there's some really cool facts about the history of our church, but as uh, we take everything into grips for a moment, 180 years of the Lord's Supper, of baptism, of marriage, of life, death, and into the next step of eternity. 180 years. We, together, are joined here for the last time on Summit Street. I want to read this word to us from Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things uh, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you have heard, and it is that that I have proclaimed to every, and to be proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and which I, Paul, have become a servant. Would you pray with me? Lord, this morning in your word you tell us that you are the first. You are the visible image of the invisible God. And we pray right now, Lord, as we continue into your word and through the rest of this service that you would reveal yourself and make known to us what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, uh, as I was giving you a little bit of history here, 180 years on Summit Street, 106 pastors, there was another interesting thing that came to my mind this week that a lot of you might not uh, resonate with. Some of you might, and some of you might say, hmm, this is pretty interesting. There are a lot of people in this congregation who have gone to four different churches, now, you have to give a little bit of context if you're in a conversation. Say, so, yeah, I've been to four different churches. Someone might say, "Who? maybe it's not the church, it's you. But the reality is you've been a part of one congregation in four different locations. And there are a lot of you who have been a part of this congregation in three different locations. And still yet, some of you that have been a part of this congregation in just one location, about to be two locations. There's not many people... And their Christian walk and faith, who can say, I have gone to one congregation, but to four different or three different or two different locations. You and I are blessed by God to be a part of this ministry of which He created over 180 years ago, an establishment here in Center Point. To think that you and I have that opportunity and the blessing and the beauty of taking this next step in this ministry. Think about that for a second, that God has been faithful. He's been steadfast in each person along this journey. Now, we can get into the history, and and the first pastor made $2.50 a year, and his wife was, uh, they made a, his wife a dress, and there was flour and different things. Times have changed. Wow. Amy and I were talking about that. Like, oh, that would be, yeah, a dress, $2.50. Yeah, flour, cooking. Yeah. Uh, we don't bake, so it wouldn't do us any good, but thinking about all of the people who have been saved, baptized, married, confirmed, and buried in this ministry. As I began to wrap my mind around this, of what God has done and is doing in our lives, it's astonishing to think in God's grand plan and the entire cosmos and everything from Genesis through Revelation and continuing on, God has called this church. God has planted his people here in Center Point for a purpose, for a mission, and a vision. Now I pose the thought for each of us as we read scripture this morning to think about the vastness of that. Everything and the entire existence of the world, you and I sit right here in Centerpoint on Summit Street, and God is about to launch us into a new section and a new stage in life of ministry. Now let's read these words again in Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 15 through 17. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in Him, in him all things hold together. Now, if you think about our building process, you come in here, you look at this uh, sign up here, like, wow, we've had a lot of puzzle pieces. It's been a lot of years. There's been things from 2004. There's been 20 years. There's been a lot of prayer, a lot of discernment in what God has been doing in this congregation, in this ministry. And there's a few folks, myself included, at times, like, man, God, what are you doing? Why is it taking so long? What's next? All of these different kinds of questions. And as I was reading God's word and how he holds all things together and everything is for his purpose, uh, I was reminded of uh, a moment that we had as a family a couple of weeks ago. Amy's cousin got married in Dubuque, and we were at the Grand Harbor uh, Resort, and for those of you that have been there, it's really beautiful. It's really cool. We get into the room, and our room is facing the Mississippi River, and the girls run to the to the window right away, and there's a, a train going by over there in the distance, and then a barge, and they're like, oh, Mom, Dad, come look. There's a train, and there's a barge. Oh, my gosh. They're just like, oh. and Amy and are like, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's the river. Woo, Yeah, but we we act excited. We get over there, and Luella loves trains, and so she just constantly train, train, big boat, big boat. And then something caught my eye. I recognized the house in the bluff. It's a big giant house. If you ever been on the Mississippi? It's just like all of a sudden, poof! There's these big old houses in the middle of nowhere on the bluff. And then I recognized the bridge. And it took me back. Ten years ago. When I was living underneath that bridge, my first year of seminary, I used to sit and look across the river at that house in the buff and like, hey, they don't even know I exist. What do those people do for a living? I wonder what they believe, what they think. On the barge going by was this like Huckleberry Finn. It was a pastime just watching those things. But I also remember the state of mind I had 10 years ago. I'd sit there, I'd be so frustrated, like I gave up everything for this ministry. I gave up everything to follow Jesus. God, what are you doing? Little did I know, 10 years later, me would be standing in a hotel room with Luella and Joanna just gawking out the window at the beauty of the Mississippi You and I, brothers and sisters, in the chapters in the life that we're in, there are times where we're questioning or we're like, God, I just want to get to the next stage. I want to get to the next chapter. But God's got to do things within us. God's got to do things within our circumstances and our situations to make us grow into who we need to be. Because believe me, who I was 10 years ago uh, was not the person who was standing in that hotel room. Here's the point. We've been in a chapter and we're heading into another chapter. You and I need to take the time to recognize how God has moved in that chapter and all the ways that God has revealed himself, all the ways that people have come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior right here in this church. We don't know our 10-year-old selves down the road, but my prayer is it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be like gawking in that window, like, oh wow, God. All of this is held together in Christ. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. He is the foundation of who we are, why we're here, everything that has happened and everything that has not happened and everything that will happen. He's a visible image of the invisible God in our lives. Let that sink in for a moment. Everything that we do is through God the Son and the Holy Spirit and our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ and our vision to know Jesus and make him known and to live into this entire vastness of ministry. To think about all of those. We're stepping into this next chapter of our mission and our vision and our prayer is that this is going to be a renewed joy and hope in the Lord and how we live that. But I want you to listen to this next section of Scripture, starting in verse 18. Because this is the most important thing, and there's been a lot of moving parts over the entirety of this ministry and congregation and the life and the ebb and flow. We have to remain focused. We have to have our blinders, if you will, on this one thing. Verse 18. He is the head of the body. That's Jesus once you were alienated from god and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior but now he's reconciled you by christ's physical body through the death through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free of accusation if you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel and this is the gospel that you heard and has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven this is why we're here. This is why we're here. This is why God has placed you and I here in this time, in this town, and in this church. To know that Jesus, the visible image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, the bloodshed for our sin, the resurrection of eternal life, the gift of faith through the power of the Holy Spirit, the transformation to be transformed of the good news of Jesus Christ. You and I are charged with the reality that we cannot settle. We cannot be comfortable with emotions of ministry. There's a call upon our lives to know the truth and share the truth of Jesus Christ. Now we may think that we have all of our lives to do this, but you and I know that life is here today and gone tomorrow. Like in that moment while I was on the side of that river questioning and doubting of like, oh my gosh, will this ever end? James chapter four tells us this. Today or tomorrow we will do... Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go and do this or that in this city, spend a year here, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. You and I are here as a mist in the midst of the 180 years of ministry on Summit Street. That doesn't mean we be complacent or ignore the fact that God is calling us into something new and continuing with the mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I want to end with this question. What do we do with all of this? What do we do with Colossians and and James here as we we talk about the steadfastness of this ministry and, and our lives and how quick things go? If you have not wavered from the faith and the mission of Jesus Christ, keep on praying for God's opportunities to arise. If you've slacked, pray that the Holy Spirit would renew your heart to capture the joy and hope of Jesus. And if you're not there yet, pray to God to open your heart and reveal his love shed on the cross for the eternal life freely given. And be ready. Be ready to receive the gift of life. Would you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for the way in which you have set your foundation firmly rooted in your word and in your son and in your spirit here in this ministry. But Lord, we also ask that you would not let it be left behind as we leave Summit Street, but Lord, as we usher into the next stage, the next chapter, the next moments of our lives and ministry with you, that you, Lord, would continue to be the head of the church, that your word and your truth would reign in our lives that nothing would steal us away. And that God, as we move into this next chapter, we know there are a lot of challenging things, a lot of new, beautiful, challenging things that are gonna take place. And we ask that you would ready our hearts, that we would do your will. It's in Jesus' holy and precious name we pray, amen if I get my communion helpers to come up,